not to speak. Can you just Hello, my... <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the 21 podcast, a podcast where worldviews are discussed through a biblical mindset. Today's episode is a special one because my big sister is here with me today and we're going to be talking about the truth behind the American dream. Tasha is back home after spending a few years working and studying in the US and she's the best person to discuss this with. So hi Tasha, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Tommy. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so, how's it been being back in Nigeria? It's been interesting, to say the least. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does it feel like anything has changed since the last time you've been here? I mean, the biggest change, I guess, would be that when I left... We lived in Abuja, now yeah, we live in Lagos. Now we live in Lagos. Um, so yeah, I would say maybe that's the biggest thing, adjusting to a different city and um, way of life, because yeah. Lagos is crazy. <laughs> yeah, Lagos is much busier than Abuja. Abuja everywhere is like so empty, and like the roads are free. <laughs> so that was like a couple years ago, so who yeah, knows, it maybe might be Abuja is also quite crazy now. Okay, so what has been the hardest thing for you to adjust to? Um, <laughs> this sounds very trivial, but I would say the heat <laughs> because I mean, I expected the heat, I know how hot it is in Nigeria, but it doesn't mean that it's so easy to adjust to. Um, I mean, honestly, I lived in Florida, exactly, so it was hot, <laughs> but at the same time, I, I like, never adjusted to the heat anywhere. Like, so. Heat has levels, so Nigerian heat yeah, is, is on a different level. Though, it will make Florida heat look like a joke. It's on a different level. Like okay. It actually feels like it's burning my skin. <laughs> it does. It actually does. So, Tasha, I know um, I'm not alone in this. When I say that from a young age, I always dreamt of studying abroad. I remember when I was in GS2 and some white people came to our school. Remember, real family. And they came to our school. They were advertising... Um, University of Dublin and ever since then I was like oh my gosh I want to study abroad so I wanted to ask why do you think that a lot of Nigerians always <coughs> dream to study abroad um well because I think it's it's kind of glorified as a way to yeah. live a better life yeah. like <clears throat> I mean not that it's not that it's it's only glorified, but I it it does make sense. Like it's coming from a place of of logic because yeah. I mean, once you're in high school, I mean, even before high school, every Nigerian, I feel like you get to a certain age where you realize the situation in your country. It's really difficult. Um, even if you're above a certain income level, you still know that the average Nigerian, um you know is not very comfortable so to yeah. say so i think when you're in high school or in your secondary school here and they always have those like university expos or school expos and you see a lot of the foreign universities come and try to market themselves for you at that time it's kind of like a way that you can not just escape that life but kind of do better for yourself yeah 
um, and for a lot of people too. I mean, I feel like we grow up kind of fast, a lot of people. Um, or maybe this is just my idea as a firstborn, but I feel like if you have a chance to, let's say, school abroad, work abroad, you're also looking at it that this is also going to be good for those behind yeah. you. If you have siblings, yeah. things like that, or for your family as a whole, yeah. you know. So I think that's probably why it's yeah. um, so big here. Like a lot of people are always looking for scholarships, and yeah. and I mean, it just seems like an opportunity to like make your life better. Yeah. Because when you even see like all the brochures for the universities, you see all their pictures and. You see yeah. their hostels and you see their yeah. lecture rooms and everything just seems so like bright yeah. and so different from what you're familiar with yeah so yeah and um studying abroad was a dream you had as well mm-hmm. but i want to know what was that dream like in reality were your expectations met or was it completely different or what was it really like i think yeah my expectations were definitely met oh. um in the sense that what really were my expectations <laughs> I think my expectations really were <laughs> to not go to school in, in Nigeria <laughs> so <laughs> I think on that note my expectations were met but no my expectations were definitely met and I think my expectations were actually exceeded because I mean again I can, I'm only speaking from my personal experience I do not speak for every Nigerian that has studied abroad or schooled abroad or worked abroad um, so I don't want anyone to take this as like, oh, she said this and this is the situation. Let's be guided, please. <laughs> um, but no, my expectations were met and I think they were definitely exceeded. I had, I think everybody will always have complaints. In university is yeah. university. doesn't matter where in the world you go to. You have the days where you're like, oh my God, yeah. the life of a university student <laughs> is so hard. Like, but okay. at the end of the day, university life is really, I think it, a time where you can really find yourself first of all you get to know so many people and I think going yeah. to school abroad doesn't really matter where in the US wherever I think the good thing about that is usually you get to do that on a more international level in yeah. the sense that I was able to make friends with and network with a lot of people from different yeah. countries yeah so as opposed to being in Nigeria where if I went to university I probably wouldn't have like diverse um, yeah peers but like in the u.s i had a lot of yeah you know there so was a lot of diversity. basically you were surrounded by different worldviews exactly which this podcast we actually kind of focus on different worldviews so you are surrounded by like completely different cultures exactly and i would actually kind of disagree with like not being surrounded by different people here mm-hmm. in nigeria it's just like because here in Nigeria, you meet people from different backgrounds. Even if you're Yoruba, mm-hmm. you can meet someone who's like has a different religion, so they oh, automatically yeah. have different backgrounds for you, or you can from you, or you can meet someone who's yeah, of no, a yeah. different ethnicity. The multiculturalism, but of Nigeria, that's yeah. still within your country. Within your country so yeah. you still have a lot of shared um, areas. Yeah, you still but, have a lot of shared yeah, perspectives. But you met people with like from different continents, completely like different completely. Cultures so and, yeah. what was that really like? Like being surrounded by people who grew up differently from you what was that like it was interesting you know because there are a lot of things that you know and i think just randomly you know when you go online and you see all this oh only nigerians can relate to this or (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting because obviously when you're with people who are from completely different places when you get to talking it's always like 
oh wow really like what was that like you know our conversations are like this and I guess for me it was just always a learning experience you know like yeah. I was part of the International Students Association I feel like every international student usually is part of it, it just depends if you're active or not yeah. um, but I was an active member and you know I got to speak I had friends from Saudi Arabia I had friends from Germany you know I had friends from Ghana I had friends from pretty much a lot of different places so you know when you get to talking with these people and you talk about maybe just like secondary school life high school life yeah it's completely different from maybe some things but at the same time there are a lot of shared experiences despite yeah. wherever you are in the world which for me is always the biggest thing because I feel like especially now in the world there's so much division and there's so much hate and people always yeah. want to be very quick to be like oh these are my people and these are your people but what I learned from not just studying in the U.S., but because I had the opportunity to also study outside of the U.S. again. Yeah. Um, she Spain, studied abroad, abroad. <laughs> in Spain and Japan. Yeah. Um, we're all human at the end of the day. And yeah. it's interesting. I've spoken to so many different types of people from completely different cultures, from Nigerian yeah. cultures. And we still all go through the same things. So it's like there's so much more that brings us together yeah. than there is that, that pulls us, us apart. apart. Exactly. exactly. But we tend to focus more on those exactly. little things that make us different. But at the base of it all, we're all people. You know, we go through the same things. It doesn't matter whether you're in China or you're in Nigeria. You literally will have the same struggles and joys. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. That's I interesting. Think, yeah, I think I would end that with saying it was always a learning experience, but it was also very fun. It was to, okay. to be surrounded by so much diversity. That's interesting. I wasn't expecting you to go down that route. I was thinking you'd be like, oh, it was so weird and everything. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I also, like, I'm a person that loves to travel and I love to learn new languages and I love to learn new cultures, which is also why I didn't just stop studying abroad in the U.S. and I still studied abroad more. So, yeah, for me, the more diverse it is, the better. Because I feel like there's always... The world has so much to know. Yeah. That's the coolest part. I feel like it doesn't make sense to just restrict yourself to yeah. one place or think one place is the be, be yeah. all of everything, you know? Like, there's always going to be something else out there to see. And we might not be able to see it all in our own lifetime, but, like, we yeah. can try. I would say that's one advantage of studying abroad. It broadens your world exactly, view. Exactly. So you get to, like, leave all that you've ever known and you realize the world is, like, so much bigger than, than yeah. my aunties and my friends Sunday and school and church like there are people who are completely different from that's you so but true. then at the same time really like you that's true so what about the studying aspects of mm -hmm. studying abroad like how is it like learning from lecturers who were different from you mm -hmm. what was what was that whole experience like like learning getting an education in a completely different country well first of all i would say the biggest difference is Nigerian academics is mostly cram and like copy yeah. and paste and that is not US academics mm. at all US mm. academics is like to a certain extent I feel like in any academic setting around the world any kind of curriculum or education system you can copy and paste yeah but to, in, to a certain degree so the US mm. I would say the majority though you have to understand wow. like the professors look for you to understand more and be able to actually explain it yeah, your way in your own words so in Nigeria you know that professors like to see you be able to put back everything that they yeah. give to you some actually same, exactly. like they give you a way they want yeah, their exams they prefer to be that, yeah but the professors yeah. are not like that they want to actually see that you understand and I think also in the US there's a lot more emphasis on practicals and actual experiential yeah. learning so not just theory, 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 theory. Yeah. You have a lot of labs, you have a lot of projects, you have a lot of group works, um, things that you actually have to do and present by yourself to show that, okay, 
you have all the theory, but can you actually apply it? And then I guess on the other on the other hand, yeah. I remember one of the academically speaking, I guess was um, a lot of my professors were just shocked that I could speak English, <laughs> and I was just like, mm. and they were all like, oh my God, your English is so good, like it's better than ours, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what you take me for though. So that that takes me to my next question. Were you actually treated differently because of the color of your skin? Well, in the U.S., I have to say that as much as I, I was, I don't know if, for the people listening, if you have been following, I guess, international or even just online news for the past year and a half, yeah. you've definitely seen a lot of the violence yeah. and like things happening against the black community, the African-American community yeah. in the U.S., and just the BLM movement. And actually, when I first left, that was also kind of like at a peak. Yeah. And then it happened again last between last year and this year, and it's still ongoing, really. Yeah. Um, I was never particularly singled out that I can remember in any situation where I was made to feel uncomfortable because of my skin. There were definitely a lot of microaggressions. And so microaggressions um, are basically like just little, they're basically things, little things that a lot of people, even for you, you don't clock that actually this is racism yeah this is not right um and a lot of them are based off stereotypes too Mm. so like for example because i'm black they're expecting me to be loud and just kind of yeah essentially and i'm like okay no i'm probably more cultural than you are (laughs) um no not to like you know rag on anyone but like i definitely had a lot of experiences where and also have an afro i feel like a lot of them too are just which to be very honest for anyone listening as much as the U.S. is surrounded by black people doesn't mean that black people are necessarily accepted. Mm, so, even for the African Americans that are born there, grown yeah. up there, like, so, I mean, I used to go to work in my Afro and, like, all my white co-workers be like, oh my god, like, can we touch it? Can we feel it? And I'm like, I don't go around asking to feel your hair, though. Like, I don't understand. Like, what is the obsession? That must the... have been... Yeah, I mean, it's fine to be curious about something that yeah. you're not, like, used to. But also, yeah. like, I always think about it that we don't have white hair. Yeah. But we don't go around being like, oh, wow. Can I touch you? Yeah, you know what I mean? So, you can ask questions. Yeah. But also, like, I always feel like there's Google. Yeah. So, that's also the reality of studying abroad. I mean... Of course, most of them were friendly. Most of them were very loving. Oh, yeah, loving. yeah. But then there are but definitely... But there will always be, like, that underlying factor where you yeah. realize you're kind of a stranger here. Yeah. And to be honest with you guys... Um, to be honest, everyone always feels like, oh, okay, the grass is always greener on the other side. And this mm-hmm. doesn't... It's not just... This doesn't just apply to the U.S. This applies for anywhere, anywhere, pretty much. I feel like most Nigerians always feel like, as long as I can study abroad, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, I just want to say that from experience and I don't mean to say this because I'm gonna come back obviously when I left to be honest I didn't plan to come back here I am God has worked on me (laughs) um yeah I all that to say that honestly no place like home yeah I say this as a 23 year old yeah you know I'm still I guess young (laughs) so to speak and I really have to say there's no place like home granted my family is still here so for me, really, it's where my family is. But, like, as a Nigerian, you're never going to feel as comfortable as you will feel back exactly. in your country. It doesn't matter where you go to, how yeah. many Nigerians are there, how many community parties you go to. Yeah. Really. So that's it's, just a why it's I just, to It's it. where you belong. There's a sense of belonging that yeah. every human being needs. You need yeah. to, like, belong. 
So this brings me to my next question. Um, what impacts did being abroad have on your faith? Interesting. I feel like when I went at first, my faith definitely started off really strong. Um, just coming out of the circumstances that I even went abroad. Um, and then there were a lot of situations, just personal life issues that happened along the way that definitely felt like just kind of dealt me a blow um, emotionally, spiritually. Um, so I feel like I definitely kind of hit a plateau in my faith where I wasn't like, I don't think I'll ever stop believing, but in terms of like prayer or just yeah doing things, mm-hmm. I just kind of felt cold, yeah, like numb for a while. Um, and the scary thing about that being abroad is that, especially in the U.S., is a lot of things are just accepted. And a lot of things that yeah. you do, people will just tell you, oh, that's fine. That's your truth. That's just do you, sis. You know? And it's fine. You know, it's a certain degree. But then when you start getting into things that's like, ah, and people are still <laughs> encouraging you. Yeah. And everything is like, no matter what you do, that's your truth. Yeah. So just go ahead and do that. Yeah. So it's like... I can decide tomorrow to start doing a madness yeah. and people will it's be like, like oh, that's um, fine. I heard recently there was a guy who like shot eight Asian people to death and then the police commissioner or something came on the news and he was like, oh, he just had a bad day and that was yeah, what that he was did. Not, it happened a month ago. And it's that. like, you know, there comes a point where you need to tell people that this is wrong. Yeah. And I feel like abroad, they kind of shy out of having to like call people out. So, it's not that they shy out of calling people out, but they don't hold accountable the right people and again mm. race comes into this if it was a black yeah. man to be not because i'm black but because i've seen this live and direct if yeah. it was a black man in the u.s they won't even the statement would already been he has been sent 25 to life <laughs> that man they were already they gave him so many excuses you know he had this he had that so yeah, yeah i think that's just yeah so anyways pertaining to my faith yeah definitely i think just in any way i, I mean i could have been in nigeria and my faith would have still had ups exactly. and downs and i think everyone has that in their faith yeah. you always have ups and downs but i think the the most important thing is getting back to it and yeah. getting back to god and you know making sure that you do have a relationship with him so yeah. so tasha if you could do it all over again what would you do and what wouldn't you do um i'd pick my friends more wisely Mm, that's a good one um not that the friends i chose were like horrible but just in hindsight i feel like i could there are things that i saw in some people but i chose to ignore and i felt like ah you know it's not that bad and it ended up dragging things out Mm. that didn't need to be that dramatic if i had just like been firm on my boundaries from the beginning like not because they're a horrible person but just knowing that okay this person i don't think would necessarily mesh exactly with me and my you know the things i believe in my energy but yeah yeah. also i would have probably studied abroad more (laughs) (laughs) or stayed for stayed even longer at the places i went to okay Um, yeah so you wouldn't you would have chosen your friends much more wisely Mm -hmm. what wouldn't you have done and you would have studied abroad more but what wouldn't you have done um i wouldn't have relaxed my hair my sophomore year (laughs) (laughs) i tried to be giving the people like some deep (laughs) life-changing truths i don't know i because i really wasn't the fact of the matter is i really wasn't a she was a good kid i was a boring i'm not boring (laughs) but like the things that 
I like I'm telling you like, oh I wouldn't have I really I really yeah, didn't she did nothing into, but study her books and I dance. didn't dabble into <laughs> a lot of things that other people I know were dabbling into and that's just yeah. an honest fact. Yeah. So I really can't We're tell good you. children. <laughs> so the last question here is what advice do you have for anyone who dreams to study abroad or is actually about to study abroad or who is already studying abroad? I would say make the most of the opportunity, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter. It's that, it, it doesn't really matter if the point is not to try and see how long you can stay there the point is just the quality of the stay mm. because it doesn't matter if you're going to come back tomorrow because a lot of people feel like once you get there the point is how, how I can stay and I feel like mm. a lot of people go there instead of studying and focusing on academics they're looking for okay let me start applying for visa let me start see how I can stay let me look for some underground things no I think take your time be a student. Yeah. Enjoy university. You only get to the university once. Mm. Enjoy university doesn't mean oh go out and just what. Yeah, but make use of that opportunity. Network with people because when you're on that international stage, you don't want to waste that opportunity. A lot of people I've spoken to since coming back have said the same thing. Like that's one thing that they would want to do if they could go back is to keep in contact with all these people they met from different countries mm. because even if you come back to nigeria you have imagine come back to nigeria but you really made use of all the experience you had there so yeah. you're coming back but you have a wealth of contacts and you are close with them so tomorrow it's not like oh you can't call up this person from this country if you have a business idea you can call yeah. up this person from this country and that's already like you already have partners across the world so good. and also that means tomorrow if you need a place to stay crash yeah. or even if you're just traveling then you have friends and brother mm. you know oh so last last i can crash at your place so i hear you saying to make the most of the opportunity which is like so good mm-hmm. but then behind that there's also make the most of relationships which yes, i feel is something that most of people That's don't really invest in mm. these days and it's actually people don't people are mostly self-centered and the self-centered way is oh how can i just stay here right but to be to focus on others is like you know right. how can i make the most of these relationships because but also the self-centered way is only trying to get something out of them for that moment egg. so exactly. i'm not saying to go there now and go and meet people just because when you come back you have a friend there <laughs> that's not the point the point is to have real relationships with people that span beyond your university career mm. so that even when you've graduated you can mm. still have friends like yeah. actual friends that you've made yeah. not just friends that you went out to parties with but yeah, you can't call life tomorrow long like life like actual and it doesn't so have to good. be 100 people that's not realistic yeah. even if it's one two three people yeah. that you know you form close bonds with yeah like a network when you your university has all those expos and they bring in experts and people from different countries mm. and fields Mm. make use of them have a mentor mm. if possible have a mentor my that's okay that's one thing i would say my university had a lot of those things and because i was very active on campus academically and just in other organizations and i also worked on my campus i was giving a mentor she was like the director of one bank or something like that like in the in jacksonville and one thing i didn't want to do was follow up with her because i'm kind of <laughs> awkward but like if i had followed up with that relationship can you imagine me having mm. someone who is like a director in a bank mm. So I love, I really love what you're saying because this is actually a biblical mindset because I won't speak for like generally, but there are most people who go abroad and it's just like, you know, get drunk and just to do a lot of stuff. But the right way to do it is to make the most of the opportunity is to invest in people, you know, to, to make it count so that you can look back and you're really grateful on what you spent time doing. So thank you so much, Sasha, for being here. 
Ah, you've given us such a wealth of wisdom and I'm so grateful as always. I say this all the time. I'm so proud to have you as my big sister. <laughs> you're like you're like my hero. <laughs> so you can follow <laughs> So you can follow her on social media. She's like really cool and fashionable and all that kind of stuff. Please, 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 so if you're into all this fashion stuff <laughs> it's all this like slow living, save the planets oh kind of stuff. You can follow her on Instagram at the Nobani. So that's T H E N A B A N I altogether the Nabani. You can also follow her on YouTube. She just started a YouTube channel and that's Nabani. N A B A N I and it's already looking so good. So thank you. Hopefully we'll have you on again. Thank you for having me today, Tony. Thank you everyone for listening. Sorry I went off on a lot of different <laughs> tangents. Yeah, but it was so good. <laughs> but I hope that um even if one person gained something from yeah. this and good luck to anyone who is like Tony said, thinking of studying abroad, yeah. about to study abroad or already studying abroad. I wish you all the best. Thank you so much for listening to the 21 podcast. Until next time. Bye.